little bit about um, toxic positivity or positivity <laughs> overall. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, I think that hopefully I can say this succinctly. <laughs> I, think that, I think that toxicity has its roles and it has its place. Like, for us that are really um, empathetic. Sensitive. And sensitive. Um, we carry a lot, but it's for our better, our betterment. Um, simply because if we didn't have those situations, we would not be able to continue to be sen- sensitive and sympathetic to others. Because we would think that everything was hunky-dory. And that's not real life. You know what I mean? Because even with, like, uh, the whole positivities, naming it, claim it, no negativity, no, you know, that whole mantra. Sometimes you set yourself up for disillusion. You know what I mean? Because... I don't care how positive you are, you're going to encounter challenges. And and to to not water it down, you're gonna have shitty days. Yeah. And that's just life. But if you get caught up in these mantras and these, you know, delusional um naming and claiming situations mm-hmm. and you get caught up, especially with the people that they never have a bad day. They never have a challenging day. You're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah. So, because, like, my my favorite story in the Bible, I don't know if I told you about this, is Job. Mm. And simply because I relate so much. And I had an enlightening thing about the story. And I've been reading the story since I was a little girl. Okay. And I guess because I started as a little girl, mm-hmm. it just stayed in my head, the story from a little girl's perspective. Oh. It's like, okay, Job lost everything, but he got it right back. Yeah. Right. Until I look back on my own life and realized I have become Job. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I lost my first son, and then I gained four other children. Because when Job got his stuff back, everything doubled. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, in my head, it was like, oh, he got it all back. It just all mysterious, like miraculously appeared as it was. Mm-hmm. Don't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like one minute it's all gone, and then I dream of Janie, and bing, it's all back and double. That's what I thought. Oh. Until one day, I just happened to be looking at my babies, and I'm like, I have four babies from the loss of one. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't instantaneous. I was like, duh, Virginia. Like, that's that's like the light bulb went off. But that faith right. that it's going to come back to you, you know? But it was, it was literally that light bulb thing. People yeah. have to get away from time frames. Mm-hmm. Like, to a certain extent, a time frame is cool. You know, for immediate goals. You know what I mean? And still be careful with that. Because you can say, oh, in five minutes, I'm going to go do such and such and such. You don't know what's going to happen in five minutes. 
shit over here a lot. So you probably not gonna reach the goal that you're trying to hit. <laughs> Hello. That's why I was like, you know, you have to be careful with that. But you know, just looking back at it, it's like, you know, I lost my son and then I was blessed with four more. You know, and no, it wasn't instantaneous. It wasn't overnight, but each one was right on time. And it's just like with my last daughter, all my children were kind of happy babies for the most part, but she is different and it's so different. It's scary. It's like when she cries, I have a panic attack because she doesn't do it. You know, and so she always smiling. She's always like, just grab your face, kissy, kissy, you know, just she's it's, it's just I'm thankful because, you know, I had such a loss and, you know, even when I lost my mother and then, you know, more recently my brother, it's like all of this loss of love has been replenished. You know what I mean? And while it may not be, you know, I would love to have had the picket fence and, you know, the five bedroom home with the husband and, you know, all that good stuff. That may not necessarily be in the cards for me at this juncture. You know, who wants that, that perfect love story, you know, anyway. But I will, I won't go and neglect what I have. I may not have a particular love in a certain avenue but I am loved and I have a fulfilling love you know and I and it's not just because I'm a mother you know even the people that that don't have children I challenge them you know to okay this is the best way I can put it I was adopted and I may have always felt like or like right now, how I don't have my mother. It's like, I tell people, I don't have my mother, but I do have a love. You know what I mean? And so you can't allow, you can't allow yourself to focus on what you don't have when you should put that energy into what you do have. You know, so if you have a mother and she's trying, and while no relationship is perfect, but if she's trying, if she meets you halfway, love on your mother. You know what I mean? Scream in private, vent if you need to. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's mama has pissed them off. That's what they do. Mamas do it. But don't allow that to, to negate what you have. Don't focus on what you don't have. Like, oh, I don't have a man and I don't want a man. I don't want a nun. But you have a daughter or a son or multiple children that are loving on you regularly. And instead of you running out trying to spend time with people who could care less about you or only focused on one part of you, you have this person or these people that are focused on loving all of you. 